This is Will Baker, president of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. Welcome to our continuing podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving the Chesapeake Bay. Today, I'm joined by two old hands in something kind of interesting that are very young. Two seniors in college who are here at the Chesapeake Bay Foundation as part of the alternative spring break. Instead of going to Florida or going skiing somewhere or just chilling yourselves at home, you're working. So we've got Kara Adams from Richmond, who's a UVA senior, and Mackenzie Kosky, also a senior from Saginaw Valley State University in Michigan. Welcome, Mackenzie. Welcome, Kara. Thank you. Kara, this is your third time at the Chesapeake Bay Foundation for Alternative Spring Break doing good works. Yes. And Mackenzie, this is your fourth Alternative Spring Break, yes. but your first time at the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. H- how did you get from Michigan to the Chesapeake Bay? In some sweet minivans. All right, <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a our uh, what is he called? He's our site coordinator. Brady actually contacted you guys to pick out an environmental trip. How we run ours through Saginaw Valley is we have about five topics, so we were chosen for the environmental trip. Um, myself and my co-leader Ryan, and this was the foundation that he decided to put us in, and this is the first time that Saginaw Valley has worked with the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, and we are really excited to be here. It was a super fun week of volunteering, and we definitely called our site leader yesterday, Jason, at Saginaw Valley to let him know that they should definitely come back. It's been a great experience. We have no complaints whatsoever. So I thought that was the case. This is the first time Saginaw Valley has come to the Bay. Yeah, and David said that this was the farthest that anybody's traveled for our turn of spring break we had about 10 hours in the car but it was pretty speedy it seemed to us so we've definitely done further but we're really excited to be here well you're both old hands but let me turn to Kara tell us tell your listeners what is alternative spring break so alternative spring break at UVA anyway is um, basically we work on the model that instead of going and partying for a week like most of our peers do, we instead send 10 strangers on a service trip. Um, It's set up so that every trip is run by two student site leaders who know each other beforehand and we get to pick each other. So I'm co-leading with my friend Hank Turner. Um, And then together, Hank and I picked from 36 applications, eight people we've never met, based on their answers to certain questions. And then we all meet up and go on this service trip. And ideally, at the end of the week, you've made nine new friends, um, in addition to doing something you've never done before. That's fascinating. Is that the same thing at McKenzie at Saginaw Valley? Yeah, the gist is pretty much the same. We have 12 students, typically, instead of 10. um, And we go through the same interview process. Uh, They come in one Sunday, and we ask them, you know, sit down at a table, interview questions. And then we have to select them, but we're also competing for them against other trips. So we have five trips out for spring right now based on different topics such as health, homelessness, etc. And we have to basically uh, do like NBA style <laughs> and rank your the draw. Yeah, rank your participants that you'd like. Um, we get paired up with our participant, our site leader. I'm sorry. 
our close light leader in the summertime, and then we have the full year to get to know them and figure out what kind of people we want on our trip, what kind of slight leaders we want to be if we want to be a little bit more lax or if, you know, this is a trip that needs to be a little bit more serious depending on the issue. Environment has been really fun because everybody is kind of more free-spirited, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, so we're not working in, like, a health environment where we have to be really serious about, you know, um, regulations and right. stuff like that. So Ryan and I, my co-leader, have had a really great time just getting to know our participants throughout this week. And, um, yeah, so it's been great. Terrific. Well, tell, let's, let's back up a little bit. I'm going to ask each of you to tell us a little bit about yourselves about what you've done at school and where you might go after graduation. So, Kara? I, so I'm a fourth-year psychology major with an art minor. Um, I, studio or art history? Studio. Mm -hmm. um, I am going to grad school in the fall for forensic clinical psychology at GW. Forensic clinical psychology. Mm -hmm. I think so, I know what that is. But. Yeah, <laughs> so eventually I want to do... Um, I want to be the person who evaluates and treats offenders in prison settings, um, specifically sex offenders is what I want to do. And yeah, it's kind of a, it's pretty specific. There aren't a whole lot of grad programs that do that, so it was pretty nerve-wracking this year, but I figured it out and now I'm relaxed about the rest of the year. Have you applied to grad school? Yes. And do you know where you're going? GW, yeah. The GW? I got in a few weeks ago. Very yeah. good. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, but you've come to CBF for three for two springs, and this is your third alternative spring break, what drew you to the environment and the Chesapeake when you're on a course of study that you've described? Um, so alternative spring break, because we, I think there's, there's 34 trips total that leave from UVA, and they go anywhere from Maryland like we did to Puerto Rico or Costa Rica, all over the place, and with that, it spans a whole range of financial commitment. And so three years ago when I was a second year, I decided I wanted to go on a trip, but I knew I had to pay for it myself. And I was like, I'm looking at local trips that we can drive to so I don't have to cover plane tickets. And by totally random chance, I got picked for the Annapolis trip. And I absolutely loved the trip. Our group was awesome and a bunch of crazy, crazy kids. Um, <laughs> who got along great with David, our site contact. And I was like, well, I don't want to go anywhere else. I want to go back next year. So I led last year with my friend Kelly and then leading again this year with Hank. Well, when you become a famous forensic, psychiatric evaluator, investigator, whatever, I hope you'll remember to keep as a sidelight uh, lobbying for support of Chesapeake Bay and saving the bay. Always. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a promise. All <laughs> yes. right. Excellent. And Mackenzie, tell us a little bit about your background, what you're uh, majoring in, and what you want to do going forward. So I'm currently a general business major with a minor in management. Um, I've been a co-op with Dow Chemical for five years, so hopefully that would be what I would go into or something similar. Um, they're in Midland, which is very close to Saginaw, where I'm from, so staying local is really important to me. But I've been on four spring break trips, like I said. Um, they've been anywhere from animal rehabilitation to food health to working with sex trafficking and refugees down in Atlanta. So I've been on a wide variety of trips, so environment was like a complete 180 from everything that I've done. But um, that's the whole point of sp the alternative spring breaks is trying to get you out of your comfort zone and yeah. trying to do something that you've never done before. 
and that was definitely the um, the point this week. Uh, I have really no background environment, but I've always tried to be a little bit environmentally conscious. So getting to learn like the whole ins and outs, especially of Chesapeake Bay and how it can be somewhat similar to the bays that we have in Saginaw and um, in Michigan with the Great Lakes. It's a completely different system, but a lot of things can be applied similarly. And I know we have a couple of biology majors on our trip that have been really helpful and like being like, hey guys, we should do this when we get home. And they're definitely taking notes. Um, but yeah, been great learning experience. Well, there too with you, I mean, I can't tell you how important it is to have an environmental ethic through all types of employment and certainly in the business world. So we hope we've infused something in you that will, will, will remain. So I, I asked both of you, you, either one of you to go first. What are some of the takeaways from this past week? Um, so it being my third trip, it's always different, which is great. But what I love about the our trip to Annapolis to work with CBF is that it touches on not just environmental social justice. It kind of touches on the other parts, too. So last year, I know you guys were in the thick of doing stuff with the legislature, and we were fortunate enough to go to a bunch of town hall meetings and just like see the more cutthroat administrative side of protecting the bay which the general public never gets to see um in addition to you know going out and working on the farm which is also something the general public never really talks about this was at cbf's claggett farm right at claggett farm upper and, Marlboro, Maryland. yes and at ladybrook farm yesterday um because I mean, I grew up in Richmond looking at the James River, and we were taught about how the James River impacts the bay, but we were not never taught about how Virginia farms impact the bay. And it was cool to not only see that connection, but also participate in efforts to make it a healthier relationship. And very tangibly, you can see that the tree that you've just pulled out of the pot at one CBF site has gone to another CBF site and is now part of a buffer zone that keeps chemicals out of the bay. So... Yeah, it's been very eye-opening for a lot of people on our trip. Clean water grows on trees. That's yes. a slogan we've been using. <laughs> Mackenzie? Yeah. yeah, that's also, I think, one of, the, one of the main takeaways that myself and the rest of our participants have had is realizing that, you know, some little farm has a huge impact on the water that runs through the bay and the health of the bay and also just like the little things you can do and planting some trees by a little bit of stream. That's a huge help is little as it sounds it can take an afternoon i know our group got done planting 150 trees before 2 p.m so it really wasn't like a huge deal um it was definitely a lot of hard work but it's something that you can move through and even if it sounds um really overwhelming it's definitely doable and i just think people need to take the time out of their day and you know do these little things you don't have to plant 150 trees but everything helps um and then definitely learning that all the runoffs and everything that goes into the, the farming. It's very strategical, which is something that I guess I, I didn't live on a farm, so all this is brand new information to me, and I've been trying to soak it in as much as I can. Um, everything this week has been very educational and really eye-opening. You know, what you mentioned is, is really absolutely uh, critical, essential to CBF education, whether it's with elementary school students all the way up to seniors in college. And that's what both of you just referred to, critical thinking skills. Getting, uh, helping to facilitate critical thinking by students so they can make their own decisions, so they can be part of society in a very productive way. Uh, 
both of you talked about the little things that people can do. I think individuals in society often think, what difference can I make by myself? And you both referenced that you can. The thing I would add about tree planting, you know, a lot of people go, oh, you know, you plant a tree, big deal. And maybe that's true unless you add one other element. And you just mentioned it, uh, Mackenzie, which is strategic. Planting trees strategically and scientifically in the area, and I think, Carrie, you did as well, the buffers, so they make a difference in what happens in terms of runoff for, for tree planting. But that's the same with so many other things. If you're strategic, if you're scientific, if you're basing it on a plan. So, um, Kara, you all have also been involved with oysters. Yes. Tell us about that. Um, so this year, unfortunately, with the weather we had, we couldn't spend as much time at the Oyster Restoration Center as we have in years before. But we, our team of 10, worked together to build an oyster shell shaker, which, if you've never seen one before, is a very strange-looking contraption. <laughs> um, and that was a good learning experience in itself because as college students, we're at desks all day. We don't really ever work with our hands. And... It was a lot of, you take the measurements, someone else needs to take them again to make sure it's right, and then we'll go from there. Um, but it was also the same sort of thing where we were building a shell shaker, and then we went outside, and they could. everyone on our trip got to see how you actually use the shell shaker to shake out the sediment from this giant pile of oyster shells. And that kind of illustrated to us, I think, the theme. We, so every night, ASB does reflections, and... Part of that is Hank and I will lead a discussion on, we kind of debrief our service for the day and then the impact that it's made on every person on the trip. And a theme that kept coming about was you can't just throw money at problems. I think it illustrated to everyone that you, CBF in particular, you really need hands doing the work. You need people's time. And that is something that being an affluent university, we don't really ever get to see. Um, so it was cool to go outside and use the shell shaker and physically see the pile getting smaller because someone had to do that work. Um, so that was definitely a neat experience. Terrific. And it's super physically hard, which no one expected. <laughs> yeah. Work off all the great yeah. food you've been eating, I'm sure, <laughs> right? Yeah. Not to believe that, I'll tell you another one. Mackenzie, what about oysters? from Michigan. Have you ever seen an oyster? Have you been involved with oysters before? No. So it was really interesting. We walked in and there was a huge pile of oyster <laughs> shells and we were all just kind of looking at them like, what are these for? And I did not know you could reuse oyster shells. That was a completely new concept to me. But I'm really happy to see that it's obvious that people are using them and recycling them. And Pat and Dan at the Oyster Restoration Center were really great at explaining that, you know, we have dumped this many oysters in, but we don't just put them in the water. We put them in certain spots, and there's different year classes, and so much larva is expected to live, and so much is expected to die, and then we just reuse those shells that weren't picked up on. And we also got to build the shell shaker, and our mechanical engineering and other engineering majors ate that up, of course. <laughs> um, we so, should have had one. We didn't have one on our trip. <laughs> so that was really neat. Um, again, it was really physical labor, and we were not expecting that at all. Everybody was so exhausted at the end of the day, and I think we only shook shells for, I don't know, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it was just really great learning about how impactful oysters are, 
because them being such a small little organism, I guess I had no idea the impact that they made on the cleanliness and the water of the Bay Area. So that was awesome. Yeah, we, we say oysters are the coral reefs of the Chesapeake Bay, essential parts of the ecological system of the Chesapeake. Okay, so I want to ask you a, a question that has no sophistication, uh, <laughs> is totally about lifestyle and what you all did. Where did you sleep? What did you eat? Oh boy. So the weather this week, there was a giant windstorm last weekend. Okay, I'm going to interrupt. You can absolutely mark your calendar. When CBF does alternative spring break, it is guaranteed that it will not be spring-like. Right, yeah. And in the past, you know, we've always thought about what we would do in the case of snow or sleet or that sort of thing, but I'd never made a contingency plan for a, a windstorm. Um, but the camp we were supposed to stay at, Camp Letts in Edgewater, lost power and pretty much was non-functional. So we were supposed to get here last Saturday, and we pushed it back to come here on Sunday, and then by Sunday there was still no power, so we were scrambling I personally was in a state of panic because I was like, where am I going to put 10 people on this really small budget? Um, and one of the parents of a girl who was on the ASB executive board at UVA lives in uh, Baltimore, well, north of Baltimore in Timonium, but she opened up her house to us, she and her husband, John, and so the 10 of us stayed there for the last three or four days. She fed us amazing food. Uh, we had warm beds and showers and a soft couch. It was great. It was definitely not the typical ASB experience. Um, but yesterday, Camp Letts was up and running again, so we went back and we're spending the next two nights there. I didn't know you all had done that. That's yeah. great. Well, please, um, I'll make sure I get a letter off to them to thank them. That's really nice. And Mackenzie, how about you all? We were supposed to stay with them at Camp Letts, and obviously the same thing happened to us. <laughs> Luckily, our school has been really understanding about the situation, and they provided us a little bit of extra funding. So we've been posted up in a hotel in Annapolis, um, and due to Camp Let's um, getting their power back just a couple of days ago, we already had the reservation. So we've been staying there. It's definitely not the most cozy hotel in the world. Um, we're just eating some continental breakfast <laughs> and lots of sandwiches because we were planning on having meals at camp. But that's kind of how ASB is. You just kind of roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. You have to do that or else you're going to have a horrible trip. So we just had to have everybody keep a really open mind. And it's been a great trip. We have It really hasn't hindered us at all. We've all gotten well, along really well. And definitely the connection between participants is still there, which is what we really look for. It's making sure that everybody feels included. And like she said, have more friends at the end of this trip because... We also go in with 10 new strangers besides myself and Ryan that already knew each other. So um, we did have some participants when we went out to eat, try some oysters, and <laughs> we were about 50-50 on the like and dislike. <laughs> so that was a good time to see everybody try something new. The first oyster anyone eats is always a leap of great faith. Yes. If it's a raw oyster. <laughs> I was really proud of them for trying something new. Um, we kind of get in those zones where we kind of are always ordering the same thing. And so we really have been encouraging people to try something that they haven't this week. And I think that's what Alternative Spring Breaks really pushes for as well. You know, um, I have 
been around and engaged you know, on, with different alternative spring break uh, individuals and teams and certainly our folks who work with you and in the past. But what you have told me and I, what I've learned it today is just how sophisticated an educational experience it is. It's much more than a group of volunteer students going and doing good work. What you've described about the sociological roles of students getting to know each other, debriefing at night, having idea sessions, that's really impressive. And I, I commend both of you as leaders of your teams for what you've done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anything either of you would like to say before we sign off? Hmm. Um, I just want to thank the Chesapeake Bay Foundation and David. Um, he's been our contact this whole week, and he's been super great getting information out, making sure we're to the right place, um, making sure we're getting a lot of educational information. When we do our reflection at night, our participants are just spewing off facts that they've learned this week. <laughs> and I think that's awesome because it means they're retaining things and they're paying attention. Um, and then they can take that back to the, the Saginaw area as well um, and share that with them. I think that definitely we're going to advocate for Chesapeake Bay Foundation being our environmental spot for the rest of our breaks, if possible. Like I said, we talked to our um, director at school and made good notes on you guys. You guys have been great to work with. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the same sort of thing from me. I'm really sad. This is my last trip, actually. Um, Working with David has been incredible. Uh, he, honestly, I was not sure this trip was going to happen last weekend, and he was the first person I called, and he was like, don't worry, we'll find a place to stay. Here's a list of churches you can call, and just immediately jumped in to help us, which not a lot of not a lot of site contacts do, from what I hear from my um, site leader friends at school. Um, the other thing is that I really appreciate the wide variety of activities you let us do. Um, Michael at Claggett Farm took us out to feed the lambs and, I mean, the, the sheep and the cows, which was obviously something he was going to do anyway, but he definitely slowed it down just so that we would have that experience. And that's the sort of thing that I think not, not a whole lot of organizations are willing to do is just kind of slow it down so that you really get a full learning experience out of your day and are not just doing service that you don't really understand its entire scope. Um, and CBF is just a very unique place. I don't know how to articulate it super well, but even just coming to the Merrill Center, everyone was like, wow, this building is really interesting. It's really unusual. And I was like, yeah, like this is CBF. This is what they do here. They really care about the environment. Um, and we were talking last night as a group, and two participants brought up a good idea so I'm from Virginia, and we don't have a trip that does anything with CBF in Virginia. So we were talking about the possibility of ASB going to other states and working with CBF in future years. Because I think it is, we, we always talk about the idea of voluntourism as part of ASB. I don't know if you guys talk about that too, but... Voluntourism. Voluntourism. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, and this trip is very much not voluntourism. <laughs> it's not super cushy, and we do it because we want to be here. Um, and I would like to see that sort of idea grow into other states in the watershed. Um, so I guess be on the lookout for that. I'll talk to David about it. We'll see what he says. Well, thank you both so much. I mean, the, the benefit the Bay and the benefit CBF gets, the benefits are multiple, multiple. 
a few things. The David we keep referring to is CBF employee extraordinary, extraordinary David Tana, who has multiple responsibilities here at CBF, but Alternative Spring Break is one of them. And he and I talk a lot about it. One of the things we want to do even better is to keep the students who have come as part of an alumni association so we don't lose track of you, so we can keep communicating and keep in, engaged with you as you go forward in your careers. But we're really so grateful. And Karen, in terms of Virginia, we should do this in Virginia as well. We've got some great facilities, uh, two offices, one in Richmond, one in Virginia Beach, and a building uh, in Virginia Beach that uh, makes this building look like last century's technology, which of course it is, uh, 19, uh, 1990, I guess we, two, no, 2000 we cut the ribbon, so it's 18 years old. And um, both of you have mentioned CBF culture. Uh, I, you may not believe this because I look so young, <laughs> but I've been here 41 years, I started as an intern right out of college, and uh, the CBF culture is very special indeed. Uh, having people like you here uh, is what makes this culture so great, and we're really appreciative. So thank you both. Thank, thank you. you. This is Will Baker signing off our ongoing podcast series every two weeks. Uh, sign on anytime. Uh, uh, subscribe to it, and we'll send it to you or go to our website uh, to see back issues, back uh, versions of the podcast at cbf.org. Again, Kara McKenzie, thank you very much. Thanks.